morning to all of you. Y'all all sound really happy and excited this morning, and that's always a very positive thing. I want to make some announcements this morning before we get into our worship service. Tonight is Youth Sunday. You'll be hearing our wonderful youth pastor speak tonight, and he always does a, a good job. Today, our mission pledge is due. I thank all of you so much that faithfully support our missionaries. Appreciate all of you who faithfully support our missionaries that are on the field. All of us can't go, but we can help those that do choose to go. And then your mother's memorial offering will be due uh, next weekend. I know that many months ago y'all made pledges toward this endeavor, so now they are finally due. Just put it in an envelope and mark that it is for mother's memorial. On the 4th of July, there's going to be a cook-off July the 3rd. That is next Sunday. Wow, next Sunday, July the 3rd at Jim and Alicia Lester's house. There's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. <laughs> For each age group, please sign up so we know who is coming. And Sister Alicia and Sister Kylie will be in touch with you about what to bring. Okay, and I have a, a special announcement. We thought this summer we might enjoy doing something a little different before school starts. So we decided that on July the 6th, which is a Wednesday night, so from July the 6th to August the 10th, all of those six Wednesday nights, we're going to do some special classes, and all of you men will be here in the auditorium, and uh, your pastor will be doing those sessions. They will be on leadership, on discipleship, and then we ladies will be in the children's church auditorium, okay? Our classes will have to do with loving yourself, loving your Loving yourself, loving your family, loving your world, loving your God, everything you'll he'll fit in those kind of categories. And want to encourage you to bring your children. We love children. Bring your children to these classes, in particular, these ladies. You know, if we are in the children's church auditorium, then you know that if your children are old enough to sit out there at those tables and color or play on their iPads or whatever, but once you bring your children, so that is not this coming Wednesday night, but the following Wednesday night, there will be six weeks of classes. Now, they will only last an hour from 7 to 8. And there will not be anything preliminary. There will not be singing in here or anything. You men just come straight here, and you ladies just go straight there, okay? Does that sound fun for six weeks? <laughs> I was trying to think of something exciting just to do during the summer before we all get tied down again with, uh, with back to school. Now... We have something really special. How many of you were able to attend VBS in our children's revival? Woo! Wasn't that amazing? It was fabulous. So many wonderful things happened. So we, tonight, right now, we're going to let those, the VBS uh, share a little of what went on during their VBS and during their children's revival. So whoever's in charge of that, you're welcome to come.
we thank all of you that made this a success. I mean, it took a lot of y'all doing a lot of things we could tell, but thank you so much. All right. We did. We had a fabulous week at VBS, and I'm going to ask all my kids to come on up. If you were here every night at VBS, I want you to get up here with me. We have some shy ones. No, we're just going to... I wanted to... Um, so our theme uh, was putting on the armor of God, and each night we studied a different uh, piece of armor. And um, Audrey got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And um, Peyton is is not coming up here, it looks like, but Peyton got baptized that week. So, Yeah. And I'm going to let Addie say the Bible verse we learned that week. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6.11. Awesome. All right. All right. So we are going to do a couple of our songs. Um, If my praise team will come up. Don't y'all back out on me. Okay, now y'all need to spread across the front so everybody can see you, okay? Y'all come on up here and spread out.
awesome, wasn't it? Come on now, church. Let's give them one more hand clap. I'm glad that we're raising our children up to not be ashamed to worship the name of the Lord with everything that they've got. To not to not be ashamed to get in front of some people and say, God, this might be a little silly, but God, I'm going to give you my all. I was going to help them out, but these pants aren't my, aren't my stretchy pants. And so I, I couldn't I couldn't help them out this morning as much as I'd like to, but I'm so proud of our church and the way that we're raising our children because that, that's not a normal thing. You don't see kids just giving their all to God anymore like they should be. And so I'm extremely proud that that is our children's church department. Now who's excited for some church? In Psalms 113, it says, verse 3, it says, From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. So in the morning, God, I'm going to praise you. At lunchtime, God, I'm going to praise you. In the evening time, God, I'm going to praise you. Woo! And that is our dutiful service to the Lord. So if you would, please stand with us this morning. And let's praise the Lord with all that we've got. There's an anthem rising from the ashes. There's an army rising up today. Let the praises ring from heaven. Every knee has to bow down Every tongue 
Mitchell Scott family brother Mitchell Scott did in fact pass away so please keep that family in your prayers Sharon Little Dennis Shannon Samantha Ford JD Newberry family passed away Thursday Chaplain Steve Gibbs Virginia Taylor Jan Rogers Roy and Janice Bowden Virginia Taylor passed away. If you didn't hear, a uh, pastor, and we will be having her funeral this week. So, my goodness, keep that family uh, in prayers. Travis Lloyd, Lloyd Ushery, Joel and Linda Peace, Benny Brown, Norman Gilbert, Walt and Andrea Irwin, Mildred and George Pratt, Brother Sister John Proctor. Billy and Jeremy Trinado, Bob Bolton, Lois Weems, Carol Hush, Billy Bolton, and Don Howe. And if you have any need, please feel free to step forward and the ministers will anoint you with oil. On this paper right here, it says, We are moving forward in spite of Satan's efforts. Jesus Christ, the righteous, died for all of our sickness and sins. So please take advantage of it. I love that. No matter the amount of hell that we're facing in our lives, no matter the amount of the adversity that comes against us, we are moving forward in spite of all of the efforts from the enemy, in spite of bondage, in spite of brokenheartedness, in spite, I can't even name it all, in spite of whatever the devil's got, guess what? This is the church. This is the church. It might be a little hard sometimes, but this is the church. Our brother might be falling behind us. This is the church. We're moving forward in spite of everything that this world can throw at us. Man, great God. We serve such a great God. So if you have any needs at all, please feel free to step out in faith. And our ministers will anoint you with oil. Jesus. 
thank you for your show of your spirit already here today, God. We've already felt your move, Lord. Jesus, I pray that we would continue to entertain that spirit, God. Jesus, whatever, God, you need to do in our lives, your will be done, Lord. Your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven, Jesus, move, Lord. Oh, God, touch each and every person here today and every need on this list right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over every single one of these names and over every single need unspoken here today, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
bless the Lord real quick, church. Can we just bless him? Give him a hand clap of praise. Raise your hands. Whatever you need to do, just bless the Lord for just a second. the Lord yet you might need to move a little he is in this place today very evidently very evidently he is in this place today at this time we'll have our tithe and offering be taken up the ushers may come oh, the Lord has got us the Lord has got us I don't have any I don't have any words outside of that and a lot of you know that more than I do, but sometimes it's just nice to re, get it reaffirmed by someone else. For, for the 20 years that I've been on this earth and the mess that I've gotten myself into, the Lord's always had my back. There, there's never been once where I came back to him after I've caused my own downfall and he didn't open his arms up to me. And he didn't, he didn't say, there you are my son there you are my child he didn't say no you've messed up too much and looking around I'm, I'm privileged to know just a few of the testimonies in this church and I can with confidence 100% confidence say he's got us and he always has and he always will and I'm so grateful for that this morning Jesus, thank you for this church. Thank you for a church family that is heavily unified in his one mind. Jesus, I pray that you would bless their finances, our finances, our minds. Jesus, our emotional state, our spiritual states, our physical states, God. Bless each and every one of these. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. Be discouraged. Discouraged. I'll remind my soul of all you've done. I won't be distracted. In the distraction. Trust the one who's greater than the storm. Said, I will trust the one who's greater than the storm. I don't need another reason. I don't need more convincing. The same God who made a way. The same God who's here today, even in my darkest moments, this will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way is the same God who's here today.
same God who made a way. It's the same God who's here today. Even in my darkest moment, this will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way. It's the same God who's here today. I don't need another reason. I don't need more convincing. The same God who made a way is the same God who sees today. Even in my darkest moments, this will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way is the same God who sees today. seated so great to see each one of you here today i would like to let you know that my wife and i are getting along real well had a little thing happen in my body it needed to be removed and so when you look at this side of my face you may sense a little uncomfortable but missing I tried to think about a way to hide it and then maybe just get somebody else and and so uh, I decided to come let you visit me like I am great to see all of you here today <clears throat> and I am some kind of excited about what God is doing through the adult level of this church leading a group of young people. The only thing I missed today was having Goliath up here and you seeing these kids throw stones at him. It was truly phenomenal. And uh, uh, Troy Aikman has nothing on Troy Heinemann. When I saw those little sister of his do the same thing. I'm thinking, man, the Hindman family is the foreman. That Hindman is but not back there somewhere. They are stepping forward along with so many others. So my my life and posture of life is is being gratified by people who care about the king and the kingdom. And I watch people that uh, just truly are sold out to helping our world have a spiritual economy that they can live in their homes and be satisfied with what God is doing. And uh, knowing that he doesn't decrease, but he increases as we move forward. So today, did did our... Uh, slide come oh already here yes i uh <clears throat> would like to remind you that satan all he wants to do is distract you he doesn't have anything better he will not try to promise you a heaven because he knows where 
heaven is, and he knows there is not another heaven. What he does is try to distract you from the real one because when you're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, you want to go because he is the prince of peace. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. All you got to do is read Isaiah 9 and 6. He is everything you've ever wanted in supremacy. There is nothing lacking in him. The only thing is we all, like children, want it all this Christmas. We want to be an adult about 10 or 15 years before we can. We want to have all the money we need by the time we're married and get the first car. And, and we, we want it all now. That's our only problem. And that's why that scripture stands up like a billboard and says, in your patience, you possess your soul. Because if your soul gets out of whack with life, then the supreme God of glory cannot authorize a victory on the level of flesh. All the victories that come in your life come as a, <clears throat> as a response to your response to the spirit world. And thus, the fruit of the spirit in Galatians, the fifth chapter, our every child ought to be able to note those, and every mother and dad ought to be able to exalt them in their voice, their lifestyle, etc. So the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit of the house or the fruit of our fruitfulness of our voice is critical to the nurturing of the spiritual economy of America. And so that I am, uh, the further we go with this, the more I realize how God interrupted my life a couple of years ago with that realization that changing to overcome is critical. Because if we're not changing from glory to glory, as he said, we grow in grace or we glow in the Spirit. And so the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father. The word Father just means source. The Father of clocks or the Father, we hear it all the time. We understand that that was the person that sourced that invention or that creation. And so God, our Heavenly Father, is not another person. He is the Spirit that afforded us a person, a person that looked like you, and you look like Jesus. So since you look like him, he don't want to be ashamed by you not acting like him. That may cost me another eye, but... I'm willing to go there. I'm hungry to see our school system, to see our religious order come together in a spirit that will absolutely drive demons out of our high schools and public schools and other settings. I haven't reached perfection yet. I don't even try to exalt myself as having done it. I'm doing the same thing all the rest of us are doing. But I am trying to 
get a hold of it so I can share it with us from uh, this particular area and venue. And so I tell you I'm Pentecostal because when I look at religious systems, Pentecostalism offers every part. There are vague and various settings that do offer a little. But I'm not interested in a little. I want it all. I want for you everything that God wants to give us. And he said all things can become possible. So let's look here. God wants a help me. And uh, in this setting, I may have gotten that little. Go ahead and put a couple of them up there, and we'll visit with those. On the, uh, your left side is a human uh, creation of trying to show how God in the beginning created Adam. And then, of course, over on the right is where man, again, has tried to draw a picture of a perfect paradise. And so God created Adam in his image well we know that at that point there was not an image but later in the bible you read that i am before abraham was that's critical knowledge because knowledge is what provides a path and spirit is what provides the power to climb up into that new dimension of god and so it's just a realization here that in this picture, God created man in his own image, and his image created he them, male and female created he them. And then the serpent, of course, got in the garden and uh, got him to thinking, well, what's the difference in this and what's the difference in that? Well, I'll tell you what the difference is. Don't eat that one. Eat the rest. Somebody say disobedience. If you've ever had a child disobey you, you understand what he felt that day. Because you never would cause your children to be deprived. You only tell them don't play ball in the streets when the traffic's going on because you don't want them to be destroyed. And noticing the happenings of humanity that leans on its own flesh he reaches out to us in every way possible. And so in this setting, you, he gives us the picture right in the first part of the book and uh, Bible. And so all of a sudden we realize. And so God knew lonely and he wanted a procreative life. And I want you to catch that part because that's cre that is powerful. He created them male and female for a reason. They represent the powerfulness of his kingdom and church our heavenly father who abide in a in a flesh body for 33 and a half years he wasn't worried about it he did feel the pain of it he wanted to feel the pain so that when you go into a painful ordeal in life whether it's a spiritual or physical dilemma 
He wanted you to have the perfect level of understanding that spirit you could argue all day long. Well, you've never felt what I feel. You, you don't understand what I'm going through. So God became man and dwelt among us, and he was tempted in all points such as we, and yet he never violated his contract with the source of life. That is why that is such an important virtue and doctrine. There's a lot of teachings and things that we do that discipline our flesh that may not be a doctrine, but they are a good asset. For instance, you don't have to eat peach cobbler to survive. It's not a bad idea to get something, but you don't eat so much of it that you regurgitate. So discipline is only putting a level of how far we go with anything. Does that make sense? Uh, this means yes, this means no, and this means I don't think you're there yet. Let's play like we're in this together, okay? Let, I, I don't like the word play like, but let, let's uh, appreciate the idea that all of us are stuck in this earth thing. And we got some people over here on the, wherever they are, they just haven't learned what life's really all about. They think if you got a big this and a big that, and, and you can marriage, your marriage will work out. And we're finding out it don't work out because you got all this stuff. Your child-parent relationship don't all work out because you've got money in the bank and a future and all of that stuff uh, laid up for flesh. You're going to die. I can tell you I have met very few people that have lived over 85 to 105 years of age. I'll never forget Leo Bascalgia years ago when I was trying to move into the educational arena and he, 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 at that time, he was 85, and he said, I plan to dance in the park with my wife when I'm 105. That's the guy I want to follow. I like my wife. I enjoy my family. But if these things keep coming up, I may have to go over to heaven and get you all ready up there. I'll just leave part of my spirit here, Okay. Because how many of you know that you don't even have to be close to me to feel my spirit long after the service is over? And that's the way the whole world operates. We relive the spirit of people. We're going to have to pick up the pace here. <clears throat> so, God put a flaming sword at the entrance to the Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden representing perfection. He put a place, a, a, a sword which is what we call dying in the flesh. 70 to 80 years is a typical uh, 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 general idea of how long all of us live. If you look at all of it, you'll see that 70 to 80 years, according to the Bible, and then according to time and happenings for many, many years, it has held its true course. Three score and ten. And then occasionally 
it goes above that. And so we understand. I mean, it's just a typical thing. You got 70 to 80 years to group together the thoughts, the spirits that you want to live with forever. And there's two places that he calls that if you miss the mark on the getting the getting the right spirits and the right education, he said, that's called heaven. And if you don't get all that stuff, you may have had all kind of heavenly places on earth. But if you're not prepared for that day, where that that change of body and that change of total future that you move into the heavenlies. And thus you hear it. It's in the brain of people. Oh, that cake was heavenly. <laughs> heavenly? They've got this idea everything is best. They know it. I don't care if they never go to the house of God. They understand heavenly means best. So why would we not prepare for the best? Oh, Brother Stephen, uh, come here. Well, I don't know. I don't, I'm so tired of beating on you. But, but you know, when my dad would start fiddling around right there, and had a certain look on his face. I wanted to go find mama. It really got tough when he told me, I want you to go get me about five switches off of that tree right yonder. Five? <laughs> I was exasperated just when he fiddling with that belt. He took those switches and wore our hide out. And for the longest, I just thought he hated me and lied a lot because he said, I'm doing this because I love you. And I'm thinking, man, it'd be nice to have a two-way street there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to awaken to our possibility we can change the course of nature if we change the course of our thought patterns. It takes the riches of his inheritance in the saints in order to be able to rise to supremacy, to be able to rule and reign with him. So guess what? We get a practice session every day, ruling these hands, ruling these minds, ruling these bodies, and saying, look, you're not going to hate. You're not going to live in jealousy. You're not going to live uh, wishing you could do this to so-and-so because whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, ladies and gentlemen, God did not want you to be able to get back into a forever setting with a crippled brain and a body or a thought patterns. It would be horrible to live forever with one leg. 
It would be horrible to try to live forever in a place where everybody has got so much victory because over there you're going to rule and reign. I don't know if I, I get this idea that people think that, that, that heaven is just eating all the time. Bring me a watermelon. I don't like that one. That's got, uh, I don't know, it's got, it looks like it's too mushy. Uh, try getting another one. Uh, and, and so we're going to just sit down. I, I, I get bored sitting on the couch after about an hour and a half. I like something to do. So God puts us in the advantage by giving us things to do that will advance life and advance the spirit of victory into our community. And then what a thrill to join him in going through a grave and saying, look, I've been working toward this all my life, getting, building up my most holy faith. I've been putting my faith in the Word of God, and the Word of God has already lasted 2,000 years. Don't you think that there's another 2,000 on the other side of the grave? I got news for you. Forever's on the other side of the grave. I'm here to tell you he's proven his point that if you will take the Word and put it in your mind like you put a little... uh, uh, CD in a machine and all of a sudden and you say that's a cracked one ladies and gentlemen going to the house of God and feeding at the house of God ought to be greater than going to the greatest restaurant on the tallest building in Dallas Texas The washing of the water by the word is just trying to wash out all those other things that Satan has tried to do to get the rest of us to live outside the garden. God wants you back in. And so he, in his whole process, he put a cross up there and he said, if any man will be my disciple, let him get the cross. Crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. Leave them there and then walk on in to that supremacy and elevated to the height of godliness. Living a holy life is not a restricted life. It is a illuminating life. It is a glorious life. Glory is to do with light. Light is to do with victory. You can't do well in the dark. So he said, come on up here and I will make you over again. And I will give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. You can get back into the area and you'll later sense it that receiving the Holy Ghost he says this is the rest wherein you shall cause the weary to rest this is the refreshing with a stammering lip and another tongue will I speak unto this people talking in tongues is not an unusual thing in your day it's just talking in a heavenly tongue you hear cursing all the time
house, you just felt so good after getting cussed out. And then they want to make fun of you because you talk in a heavenly language and everybody in the area that understands anything is getting a spiritual blessing and a strength. I've never been in a church service uh, where men and women began to pray in the Holy Ghost uh, and I didn't feel like, man, come on, let's move up. (laughs) Come on, let's go further. Come on, we can get this thing done. I'm here to tell you, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. And as that glory begins to fill the heart and house, uh, I'm telling you, the glory begins to be in front of us and behind us and around us and over us. And you can sleep in peace at night knowing that this same Jesus whom you have crucified is going to give quicken your mortal body. And in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet's going to sound and you're going to be in tune. You're going to make a choice and perhaps today whether you're going to try to keep fitting in with that world out there that needs us are fitting in with God's world that where the economy is phenomenal. Does anything about that picture look real? Let's name that picture government. Where's it going to land? Let's name that picture future. Where is it going? I don't even know the guy that put the picture together. I just found it and I thought it looked like what I've been feeling. No track left. Anything goes. Just hope that you stay up there long enough. Pastor Meyer can preach to you the blood of Jesus that cleanseth us from all our sins. And whether we live or whether we die, we are in the hands of the angels of God. That's a whole lot bigger deal than belonging to a local assembly. That's belonging to the author and the finisher of our faith. The one that gave you the first breath and the one that's going to give you your last breath. That's why we dance and praise him. You've offered us every thing. Nobody has ever had the ability to offer that. And you didn't only offer it. You came and lived it out. You went through hell and you rose again and I'm wanting to follow you. I wish we'd pray for our city. There's such a beautiful spirit here today. I wish you'd pray for every place in this city and I mean you can't name it all but let's just pray right now God give us what we need to help our city not so much to join our church but to help them oh God I am not in competition with churches I am in competition with hell I want to see every mother, every dad thrilled to get up every day and advance life. Hallelujah. Let's praise him for just being available.
clapping your hands, whatever. Thank you, God, for being available. So Jesus said unto his disciples, and I want you to read it with me, if any man will come after me, what's the next step? Deny self. He didn't come to die so you could see he could live again. He came to die so you could understand that living again would be forever in a whole new dimension of life. So dying out, you know you're going to physically die. So why not die out to the things that are trying to hold you a prisoner to hate, to jealousy, to envy, to strife, to ill will? Why would I want to live with that junk in my mind all night and then expect to have perfect peace and a good rest? So he says, forgive your neighbor, forgive your enemies. That doesn't make them saved. Come here, Brother Jeremy, real quick, would you? Let's say that I am his biggest sin. Let's say I'm hate for a minute. I don't even like the idea, but I'll take it. Okay, so I hate him. I mean, I'm, I'm hate, and he's tied to me. Well, guess what? When he sees hate go over here, he wants to make sure I don't get loose. So he goes with hate. So now he living with hate. So you forgive him. You do just exactly what Jesus did. He could not handle all of us. So the Bible said, for Christ's sake, God forgave us. So guess what? God can ascend back to his dimension of deity out of that tomb into his true status and now he's free because he turned his hate loose why would you want to live with hate when it does nothing for you why would you want to live with jealousy when it makes you watch everybody everything that I can't believe God let them have that oh my God and first thing you know, you're out there in their work company trying to kill them. you got to get close to them to kill them. So the first thing you know, you're watching them. All that crud running through your mind, forgive them. Get it out. And so the Bible said, God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven every one of you. God is not holding all of the junk that you are holding in his possession today. He's already forgiven you. But in order for you to take advantage of it, you've got to plead the blood of Jesus and repent of your sins and be baptized in his name and be filled with his Holy Ghost. That's a 
give, then you receive power that you can climb up anything. You can get over anything anybody's ever done to you. You can rise above it all like he did over death, hell, and the grave. There's some hell that people need to get over. So the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So how can you have righteousness, peace, and joy if it's in the Holy Ghost? If you don't get the Holy Ghost. So, and and, and you can't take everybody this fast through what I'm enumerating today. I'm trying my best to get the whole idea into our heart because uh, Proverbs 18 has just captivated my attention. Because I, I, I've been trying to wonder why people wander off of the road so easily. First thing you know, one day they're living godly, and the next day they're trying to please the Queen of England. I'm getting it as far away as I can. Why would we want to please somebody creating dress styles that don't create God's idea of ladies and men. He created men to be men and women to be women. And there ought to be a thrill about each level because each one has supremacy. That that ought not to be a... Oh, it ought to be one of the greatest realizations... So the kingdom of God is the critical thing. God's timeline includes Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, 11, and 19. And I'm not going to take you back through it, but I am going to uh, at least mention it again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are four witnesses of Jesus Christ's life on earth. And just like the rest of us, uh, I mean, the guys going fishing, they, they may come back, and and, uh, and they're all standing there and say, well, how big a fish do you catch? And one of them's about that long. And the other one says, see, I've been fishing before. And behind that back, they're going. All about how we perceive life. The same day, same setting, one gets fed and the other goes away mad. All has to do with our inner person. Our objective is to measure preaching by that book. That's why he put his mind on paper. Because people try try to change his mind and try to say, No, 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 friend. Let me tell you something. 
This is lasting forever. You, you're already too late to say, I wish I'd have never been born. Right now, the decision is turn right or turn left. Uh, turn up or look down. I'm here to tell you, you're not going to find your future, your best future in your brain. You're going to find it in his brain because the mind of God has been put on paper and he is not ashamed to be called God because he's got a path that leads from your worst day to your best opportunity. He is not ashamed shame to be called your God because he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think or according to the power that worketh in us. Somebody say according to the power that worketh in us. So Christ in you, the hope of glory becomes a reality when you by faith are baptized into his economy or his name, which is representative of his mind and his word and his glory. I'm talking to somebody today because you came here and you're saying I want more I want better I want greater I want good why don't we pray for our city right now that's it go ahead and stand if you want to let's pray for ourselves our city and whoever it is in your heart God we are going to commit ourselves to helping the spiritual economy of our systems Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I wish everybody would pray for your pastor right now. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm hungry to see God touch every preacher in this county. I am hungry to see this city fill every church, every church building. I, I don't care what the name on it is. The name that's above every name is the name of Jesus. And that's what we want. And you may be the stimulus for the rest of it. Thank you for helping me. Please be seated. John 3 and 3, I've already quoted it, but let's say it again. Jesus answered and said unto him, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so Nicodemus thinking according to flesh, how can a man be born when he's old? And he just says it right. He Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. Baptism in Jesus' name is not just some tradition. It's where your faith moves forward. How many of you have ever read the scripture, faith without works is dead? We are saved by faith, but saved by faith according to his word and our works. You could have an encyclopedia on how to put a motor back together, but I can tell you unless you have some illustrations and unless you have somebody helping you, you're probably not going to put the bearings right where they need to be and you're probably not going to torque them down to what they ought to be. You're probably not going to know how to lubricate it or what to lubricate it with. And so we have manuals. That's what that book is. It's nothing but a manual on how to function in this brain and how to function with your spiritual nature and cat- Categorically put harmony together so that this piston's not going up at the same time this piston's going up and locks your engine down. 
because that's called compression, and that is pressure. But when you hook it up right and you take that pressure and you put it down into the transmission and the transmission runs back there through the drive line to the uh, what we call the uh, pumpkin. I, I see some of you looking at your pumpkin. That's the reason I'm slowing down a minute. It's that third member back there. And so that has a, a gear level and it goes out to the axle and out to the wheel and the first thing you know you're moving into your future so you don't just say well I got faith I got a car no you go get in the car you make sure it's got gas. You make sure it's got oil. Make sure all the tires are aired up. That's what we do every week. We service our life. We service our heart. We service our mind. We cleanse our mind from all the filthiness of the flesh and the lust that gathers on us. And we are washed by the washing of the water by the word. And we're influenced by the spirit and the power the glory of God that is elevated in the worship service. And the first thing you know, we walk out ready for another whole day. And that's when Luke 19 comes to pass. You tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And in the case of the automobile, you tread on top of all of the weariness and the fatigue of if you had to walk. But even in that, I had a friend years ago that he said, let me tell you something. If your car breaks down, just get out there and stick your thumb out. And he said, if your thumb don't work, he said, start walking that way. But whatever, if you're going to New York, at least uh, if your thumb don't work and your, and your car breaks down and everything else uh, turns aside, at least finally just look that direction and somebody will come along and say, poor guy, he must be wanting to go somewhere. <laughs> That's when the angels of the Lord come. When you can't do anything else, the angels come. And they sh the Bible said they bear you up at any time lest you dash your foot against a stone because you can't walk by yourself to that glorious city. It's going to take a heavenly host and a heavenly word. And, and the beauty of this is that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. He's not telling you that if, you don't, uh, if you're not born again, you can't enjoy some life. You're going to enjoy some life. I don't care. He's designed it so that you would have a little bit of an appetite built in to enjoy some things. Banana pudding does fine for me, but don't all of you make it this week. So, he is leading up. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all are headed to the focus of his being here. And that is moving into the action part of life. That's where you are filled with his spirit. And this is what happened. And Mary, the mother of Jesus. How many of you do understand that Mary was a virgin? If anybody did not need the Holy Ghost, it was her. 
Mary, the mother of Jesus, was at that event right there. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John lead you into more. Somebody say more. That is the beauty of the Bible. The synchronization is crystal clear. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one co- with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came from where? Oh, the preacher told them it's all saved and everything's okay now. Y'all just go home and eat the banana pudding. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, which was built upon virgin birth, built upon a sacrificial lamb called Jesus Christ, built on the resurrection of the dead, built upon his return by another spirit called the Holy Spirit. That was the spirit that we would call. How many of you ever got one of them little vaccination things? You got a little scar on your shoulder up here somewhere. Back when I was a young boy, we all had vaccination, and we all carried around a little scar right up here. Let me see yours. Let me see yours. That was our childhood thing, you know. And uh, cause got vaccinated. What that? And I don't have time to explain how your red blood cells work. But if you get time to go to Disney World and go to Epcot Center and they put you in that blood thing. I mean, how many of you ever been there? That, that was one of the most realistic things I've ever been in. You sit in a chair and you know you're not going anywhere, but you feel like you're flying. And and you're put in your own bloodstream. And they show you what a splinter does. And, and then they show you how your, what, what is it called, uh, uh, your resistance. Uh, uh, there's another word. Uh, you take a small shot and it's a vaccination. It's what antibodies, and and so and so what happens is your lymph nodes store the answer for the problem. Well, so what happens next time you get something that would create all kind of pus or uh, negligible things? Your lymph nodes runs down, runs there, and your bloodstream is so powerful that it takes an answer down there, and a chemistry, and 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 the guys, the chemist out there, they can give you uh, shots and stuff that do the same thing. But your blood is able to do a whole lot of that same stuff if you eat fairly right. And so it's amazing how they did that at Epcot. And I, I was like, man, oh, man. And all it was was a splinter that was about to develop per, pus. Uh, and, and that uh, stuff was supposed to make your finger swell. And, and, and first thing you know, if you don't get some help, you, you'll ought to lose a finger. And so what the blood of Jesus does It cleanseth us, the Bible said, from all our sin. And so you, by faith, connect with that bloodline. When you call on the name of the Lord, he is a strong and mighty tower, and you can run into that, and you are safe from the unfamiliar things in the world. And then the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all our sins. So if you confess your sins that you've done wrong, by faith the blood does that. So faith is the critical issue. But knowing what to have faith in at the right time and at the right moment is the critical, big critical issue for advancing life into its futuristic place. 
And there appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set up on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. I got a little ahead of myself a while ago and uh, about that cussing and stuff. Don't be looking around, please. It's not a time to get on to your mate about the cussing thing. But you see, damning people is not God's judicial plan. So he said, love your neighbor. When you feel like damning them, love them. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so if you get that damnation in your heart and you have to process all that, it just happens so quick you don't know that. But you process that stuff, that hate or jealousy or envy or strife, processing it in your mind. Forgive them before they ask. Love them. Forgive them. That's what Jesus Christ did for us. He loved us enough to forgive us in advance. You're free to be who you want to be. But knowing that God wanted you to be created in his image is a huge thing. So truth is not to be contaminated with flesh. So the woman saith unto him, Sir, at the well, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children, his cattle, and answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. You can't get enough junk out there to make your future what you really want it to be. Whosoever drinketh of this flesh life will thirst again. But once you get the fountain of living water in your life, it is like your blood. It just keeps on giving. It just keeps on doing. And so you keep eating the Word. You keep reliving the Word. You keep practicing the Word. And the victory remains in place. And thus, at a weak time and a moment in life, when you would say, I, I just can't climb that hill, all of a sudden greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That love of God, that Word of God, that foundation that standeth sure is in place. So whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst because it will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And so we love this part right here, okay? The woman saith unto him, after he's told her, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go call your husband. She said, give me water, and he said, go get your husband. Somebody say, he was teaching her obedience. A very simple practice, but it's so hard when somebody tells you to do it. I would have done it, but when you told me I gotta go do it, I was already thinking about mowing the yard. But get out there and mow the yard. I got things to do. I was about to do it anyhow, but that obedience factor—it's just a tough deal. We don't do real well 
Even after you get the Holy Ghost, this stuff will fly up on you. And it'll rebel. Because if I don't have the, if it's not the right time, if it's not the right place and all that stuff. And there's never a, 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 a wrong in trying to do it at a right time, according to Ecclesiastes. So a Niagara of power awaits you. Greater things than these shall you do because I go to the Father. It will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Really, that's what I'm talking about. So when he said pray without ceasing, that doesn't mean you got to be talking because a lot of people doesn't understand prayer. Prayer is just the communication between you and God. He does tell you in certain settings, pray with a loud voice. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. He does do a lot of that. But you can pray in your spiritual mind. I want to be more like you. But you want to be a praying according to truth, not just according to your wishes of flesh. So as the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life are the three things that try to dominate that. But when I stood at Niagara Falls, it was just so massive to me. And so the Bible said, when you pray, enter into your closet. Because looking unto Jesus and the author and finisher of your faith, you can't be looking out there for him to do it all out there. It's going to be a well of water springing up into everlasting life inside of you. And boy, did I ever capture that one really great. He said, don't you just hate that? All the channels in the world and nothing good. You'd think that by living in a what? you would boost their customer service. And it's amazing. Just when they can't get the channel they want, they can go into a fit. Frustrate a whole day because I didn't get to watch my movie. I didn't get the kind of candy I wanted. Just a click can change the whole channel. And just a click in your mind can change your future. Look up. Look up. Look up. The Word of God is above all. The Word of God can be in you all. It's many deceivers shall come, deceiving and being deceived. And the trying of your faith works for you. Overcoming is a challenge, but God is a healer and a savior. And so it's in his book as the musicians come. What a day. You don't have to fear dying. You don't have to fear your loved ones dying. You don't have to fear that. 
you can just live life in Jesus. I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but it really doesn't take somebody living in Christ for others to criticize you. Almost every day, Fox News tries to get a hold of me. If I don't answer them, they'll come back again two or three times on my phone trying to get a hold of me. I must be really important. Fox News want to get a hold of me. They're not trying to bless me. They're just trying to tell me what they got going. And Jesus tries more often than Fox. He taps you on the heart. Look up. Study my word. Know my voice. Hear my voice. And I'll protect you from the the bear and the lion. I'll protect you from a weariness and fatigue. I will restore your joy. So the devil stole it, but I'll give you a, a new dimension. Could we stand? over this building I challenge us to pray for our city and to pray for one another the next three minutes not just from your head from your heart reach down inside what is the real passion because your heart holds your passion You excited to hurry up and get away from the preaching of the word to get on to what? What is so demanding that could possibly bless the world? Like the hearing of the word that builds faith and confidence in life. Could you pour it out? Think of somebody that you would like to come into this house and pray for them and pray that God would ignite a fire and a glory in this place that would literally spread fumes of victory across our county. Could we pray? I mean, dig it out for the next two or three minutes. If there's anybody here that's never had the Holy Ghost and you want pastor or somebody to pray with you, please feel free to come to the front. You've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. We've got the water ready. Don't let the enemy try to run you anymore. He'll try to run you away from the greatest thing in the world that passes understanding joy unspeakable and full of glory I don't preach this because I don't have a job ability I preach this because it's going to help save America it's going to help save our children it's going to help save our nation
some seed into your heart, your future. Our world is depending on this church growing the fruit of the Spirit. And we are not wasting our time by spending time that we don't think we have in the house of God. Shake hands and be friendly. Let me tell you, we still do try to spray this auditorium every weekend so that when you come, we try to have it clean and ready for everybody. God bless you.
Thank you.